New season now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. 5G is here, but the big carriers want you to sign a pricey long-term contract to get in on the action. Well, no more, because Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide. With plans starting at just $35 a month with no contract. And get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299. All on America's best networks. 5G coverage, 5G phones, less money. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. What Listen, was your rap um, name? Max, man. I, well, I had one I can't repeat on the air now. But What was his what? Rap. Rap. You didn't know I had a record deal in, in 94? No, I didn't. Every couple months, it comes up. People play the video. It's like, I didn't know this. No, By the way, I was all right. On every street corner in New York, everyone rhymed. We all spit rhymes back in the day. Who says just <laughs> back in the day, Jay? GJ and Max. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, Joe. So we just heard from Jonas and a couple of highlights as, of course, the Pelicans. Uh, won last night, 123-104. They've won three of their last four. We'll play a little bit more sound from them. Also, Brian Kelly, we've been talking about that all morning. He's your new head football coach for the Tigers. Ten years, $95 million is what the contract is. Then and also the Saints wrapping up practice for their week today. Walk through tomorrow, game Thursday. We'll hear from some Saints players, including what's up with the offense. I don't know exactly why it's happening, but I know it definitely needs to stop. That's Traquan Smith. I, you don't have the players, right? You don't have the players. Good thing about it is the injury report. Full go. Taysom Hill. Reports everywhere, locally, nationally. He's taking snaps as QB1. Didn't practice. Armstead, Davenport, Ellis, Passanau. Limited. We're Camara and Ramchek, so that's a good sign including Ingram as well. So, good sign. Cowboys, four-and-a-half-point favor. The over-under, by the way, 47-and-a-half. They played a little bit earlier from Teron Armstead, who um, touched on the fact that, hey, look, it, it's one of those things that it, you got to fix the offense. How do you fix the offense? This is sort of what he had to say. Uh, I mean, no other choice. No other choice. You got to score points to win games, you know, so – it's no secret. Offense struggling. Uh, you know, we've, we've been having our challenges and complications, but if we, if we want to do anything, we, we gotta gotta fix that, gotta change that. So, uh, like I said, it's no secret. Needs to needs to improve in a lot of different different areas. Uh, as far as putting points on the board, not not a position group. It's just we gotta collectively collectively execute and put points on the board. And if you watch the broadcast on Thanksgiving night, you heard Drew Brees mention that the team hadn't. It wasn't, you know, didn't have that rhythm, right? To ride on that. It's different. It's different. Uh, I think Eric McCoy has done a, an except, exceptional job taking on that responsibility, uh, which is a, you know, it's a big added responsibility that he's that he's implemented into his game. Uh, it's different, man. The tempo is different. The rhythm is different. But we uh, can't allow it to be um, noticeable or be uh, a negative to, to to what we're trying to do. I think the tempo wasn't 
it wasn't the problem. I think we lined up, got our got our play call, and, and, and went rolling. Um, execution just got to be, you know, a lot better, a lot more sharp. Traquan Smith, I played a little bit of that coming out of the top of the hour break here. Here's the full bite when he was asked, what, what's up with the offense? Yeah, it is honestly frustrating uh, right now. The past few weeks, uh, we can't seem to get, you know, in the right groove, can't uh, be consistent in what we're doing and what we want to do. Uh, but it's just uh, in a matter of time, you know, that, that's what it's going to take. We need to be consistent. We can't be hot one uh, half and then cold the other. You know, we got to uh, find a way to be consistent and then, is going to look like the previous offense we've uh, been had here at the Saints. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, we had Amy just on in hour number one, and she's like, I'd be happy just for a field goal in those first three quarters. That was not what we got accustomed to, the Saints offense, the last several years, right? One of the biggest things by far uh, the past few weeks, uh, we've been making, uh, you know, self-inflicted mistakes, you know, a lot of uh, false starts, uh holding penalties, stuff like that, uh, and we're not getting ourselves in, like, third and manageable. It's, it's third and long, like, every other drive, so we definitely can't do that if we're going to be successful. So I am interested to see, again, I expect Taysom Hill to start on Thursday and be the starting quarterback from here on out for the final six games. I do not only see that being as the most logical and reasonable thing to do, but I'm interested to see how the offense sort of changes, right? Remember, I go back to the TPC Classic of New Orleans back in April um, when you know Drew Brees comes in and says, look, this guy can be successful, but you're going to have to change your offense. It's not the Drew Brees, read the defense sort of guy. It's maybe more what we've seen Philly do with Jalen Hurts. I, I told you three weeks before these two teams played, they were ready to bench him. They were firing Sirianni, and, and, and Jalen Hurts was going to be benched. Then they said, we're just going to run it. And what, they won three or four? I know they lost this past weekend, which is still, I mean, the Giants, they scored seven against the Giants. Still rushed for over 200 yards, but lost. Interesting. We've also been talking about head coach Brian Kelly, now of your LSU Fighting Tigers. It's one of our questions of the day that we've thrown out there for you. I'd love to get your opinion on it. 800-998-1003. What do you think, Tiger fans, of this? What do you think? Tico Taco on Twitter. Eh, his record isn't much better from Coach O. I'm not expecting much. His first couple of seasons, based off of his history, hopefully he can build a decent team to go bowling, but a national championship in the future, not expecting it. So he's not expecting it. The LSU football team, or the school, putting it on their official Twitter page earlier today, a one-minute hype promo video. The expectation for me was to be a legitimate contender for, for championships. LSU is not one of the best college football jobs in America. LSU is one of the best football jobs, period. To me, it's a top-five job. The LSU job is a great job. But the fact that you said that the last three coaches there won national championships lets me know how good of a job it is. Well, simply put, Brian Kelly's won everywhere he's been. With a coach who has proven everywhere he's been that he's a winner. And it's not just Notre Dame. Like, this is a coach with basically a perfect resume. There's never been a year that I didn't come in, Tom, and say, I want to win them all. At the end of the day, Brian Kelly is an elite college football coach. Because I think he's one of the best coaches we've seen, not just 
in current history in college football, but historically at all levels. They will compete for a national championship next year. Don't kid yourself. The, and the last voice you heard was Colin Coward, who was saying a national championship is heading over to USC as well. So I'm just letting you know there's a lot of excitement about that here as well. How are some of the folks nationally sort of feeling about this hire? We've been playing some fine bomb. Ryan Clark as well. You hear him on Matt's show. He's all over ESPN. His thoughts. I think that's what Scott Woodward, the athletic director, wanted, right? He wanted a proven coach. I think he wanted a big name and he wanted someone that people would trust immediately to be someone that changes the program and gets them going in the right direction. I mean, I think it's crazy when, when you're a team that can fire a coach who won 50 games in six years, who just won a championship in 2019. I don't necessarily know about the fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw a tweet that says he looks like he thinks Sprite's uh, spicy. So how, he, so how is he going to be in Louisiana? But as long as you can recruit there, I know that he understands the X's and O's of football enough to win football games. I saw a lot of that yesterday, what kind of fit and all that. You couldn't have gotten a better quote-unquote fit than Coach O, right? He is Louisiana. You saw that. Get, get a good football coach. That's all I've been saying. One more, and then we'll go to the phone line. Nick Saban was not a great fit. He he came from the Midwest, and he fit in quite well. He won a national championship in, in three years, in two years, actually, and uh, nearly won another one, and he set that program up for one after he left. Les Miles, a Michigan man, comes in, does the same thing. So then they finally get the perfect fit, the guy from the Bayou, uh, Ed Ogeron, and he won the title, but he didn't last two years uh, to the day that – that he wanted because he couldn't navigate the waters of big-time college football. Brian Kelly can. He's been at, at Notre Dame, which is one of the toughest jobs, if not the toughest, in the, in the country. He's had ups and downs. He played for the championship in 12. The program spiraled out of control. And then he rebuilt his staff quite uh, expertly and, and is now on the precipice of, of, of at least a shot at the playoffs after being last year. So I, I don't have any doubt he can maneuver the waters of Louisiana. And I think it's a it's, it's a, an extraordinary hire. And again, they are in the sixth spot right now in the coaches and AP poll, the new CFP rankings today. And in those top six spots, four of those teams are going to be playing either one another or in a title game. Michigan being one, Georgia and Alabama being another in playing for a title this weekend and Cincinnati. So Georgia, Alabama are playing each other. One will probably drop out unless it's Georgia that loses. I think it's still in Michigan and Iowa. Number three, Cincinnati plays Houston. So Notre Dame has a good shot. I don't know who will coach him. Joe from Mandeville. Thanks for calling the show, man. What you got? Oh my God. I'm in the worst mood. My wife told me we got to host two parties this month, and I'm putting up Christmas decorations. <laughs> I thought you were telling Real me in the quick. worst mood because uh, you, you, you don't care for Sark anymore. Real quick, this was a CYA hire. You okay. know Woodward, Woodward was rambling after the Lincoln hire, after they went to USC. Okay, he was scrambling to go get somebody, and he threw nine million dollars at probably one of the worst coaches I've ever seen. And look, let's not kid ourselves. The last five years, he's had good records, right? Mm-hmm. But you also got to remember, this guy created one of the worst academic frauds in the history of NCAA, up there with UNC. 
for the basketball team. So you won't have to worry about academic fraud at LSU because they just don't even go to class over there. <laughs> I'm telling you, you, LSU, and Brian Kelly will never, ever win a title, okay, simply because he has been going into the SEC and he has a lousy record. Why do you think he, why do you think he struggled in the playoffs and national championship game? He didn't have the players. He didn't have the players. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a quarterback. Maybe a running back, maybe a tight end. Now he had some good offensive linemen, but he couldn't make it work with that. I'm telling you, he didn't have the players and why? Because of academic standards. They weren't loosening him up, and I guarantee you that was one of the main reasons why he left. He can't win because he can't get the players. Who does that remind you of? Does it remind hmm. you of anybody? <laughs> well, several your coaches. Boy, your boy right down the street at Tulane. <sighs> They're about to downgrade that program into the Div- Division Two. Why? Because they won't loosen up the standards to get mm-hmm. people to play there. Ridiculous. I wish you guys well, but I don't see it happening. And tell Moscone to tighten up, all right? He's on the loose lips there again. I'll let you go. <laughs> UT Joe. The UT stands for the University of Texas, by the way. If you don't know that by now. He is a uh, tech Texas fan. 800-998-1003. Tiger fans, do you want to defend that or do you want to counter that? Love to hear from you. Here why Feinbaum said that I was a good hire. On the Tigers getting Brian Kelly. Again, look, he's won 113 games. Right? But are you buying many of those? Andrew Lopez next segment. Before we do that, one angry midget wants to join us. One angry midget, how are you? Long time no hear from you. Gus, perfect call to follow, Gus. I remember that guy. That's the Texas guy. <laughs> yes, UT That's Joe. the Texas guy who called and just spoke about how UT was going to throttle LSU. Yes. And that UT was the greatest thing on earth. Mm-hmm. And now that LSU has put him in his place and Tom Herman is an actual, absolute abomination and their season's over, now he's going after Tulane. I have an idea. <laughs> UT, why don't you man up and put Tulane on your schedule and let's see what Willie Fritz can do with you. Ooh. That's all I got. Okay. That, that's it. That's it from one anchor midget. That's... That's all he wanted. Bring on the wave. Wave two and ten on the season, though. <laughs> I like this, though. I like this. You know, put, put him on the schedule. I'm sure Willie will play him. No doubt about it. Uh, 800-998-1003. With Coach Frank Selfo of the Southeastern Lions, they won their initial playoff game. They're into round at number two. We'll hear from him at 145. Andrew Lopez is next. Next segment with the phone lines will be open. 130. Let's talk a little Pell's basketball though next on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. She said, Don't I know ya? Honey, don't I know ya? Honey, don't I know ya? It was the very first time we laid eyes on Sports betting is coming to Louisiana, and there's no better place to get in on the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook. To celebrate, we're giving you $100 in free site credit when you register early. That's right. Register and verify now, and you'll receive a free $100 bonus when we're live. 
FanDuel Sportsbook is safe, secure, and 100% legal and regulated. The app is easy to use. They're always hooking you up with great offers. And when you win, you'll get paid in as little as two hours. So see for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and register now to get $100 in free site credit. Must be 21 plus and present in Louisiana. Bonus issued and non-withdrawable site credit that expires seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Louisiana. Go live date. Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-877-770-STOP. In the aftermath of Hurricane Ida, it is obvious that our community has taken a big hit. As we all rebuild and come together in the best of ways, the way we do it in South Louisiana, helping our neighbors, family, and especially local businesses. Home Attractor and John Deere would like to thank all of our customers for their business, supporting, and understanding while we work through the damage with plans to be better than ever as a business and a community. Home Attractor is open for business and here to serve our community. We have new John Deere equipment to help get the work done. Home Attractor, at the foot of the tunnel on the east side. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 3 and 2 stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at viscom.net with locations in Cutoff Thibodeau, Fouchon, Abbeville, and Reserve. Let's hit it. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. The art bench is up. I mean, they're up. Ingram feeds to Jonas. Left to the top. Three on the way. <laughs> seven for seven. <laughs> Lucky number seven. The giggling Daniel Salerson and Todd Graffinini. Right here in your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Andrew Lopez covers the Pels in the NBA for ESPN. Sir, good afternoon. How are you? I am I am great, man. I I obviously did not hear that radio call last night, and I think uh, Daniel and I I think pretty much had the same reaction, which was just just laughing. I I just couldn't believe what was what was happening. At one point, they ran a pin down screen for Jonas to get a three pointer. <laughs> like what? <laughs> what are, what are we doing? Yeah. Uh, Here's the thing. You and I have talked throughout the season on the air and off the air. He's been the most consistent and best player the Pels have. I mean, he's been scoring the most points. He is. He's their best player right now. Yeah. With with Brandon still kind of looks like he's dealing with the after effects of the the hip injury. JB's really been the most consistent guy. I mean, he's averaging 19.3 points, which I believe is a career high. He's averaging 12.4 rebounds. One off of his career high, he averaged mm-hmm. twelve five last year. Obviously, the the three point shooting is at a career high pace right now. He's got thirty three pointers on the year. Uh, thirty two is his career high for a season. My favorite stat though about his three pointers right now, uh, he's played twenty three games this year has thirty three. Uh, he is technically the league leader because to, to be the league leader, you have to make uh, it's one per game played. Uh, for your team, so you have to be on pace for 82. Right. Uh, he is the league leader now back at 51.7 after a 7-for-8 night. But <laughs> in 23 games this year, in 21 mm-hmm. games against teams not named the Los Angeles Clippers, he has 18 threes. 
in two games against the Los Angeles Clippers, he has 12 three-pointers. He has set his career high twice this year. Mm -hmm. I believe three times, actually. Twice this year, though, uh, the 5-for-9 game against the Clippers on November 19th, and then obviously the 7-for-8 game last night. So uh, I I know Pels fans love when the the, the team plays Memphis because those seem like uh, automatic wins. Mm -hmm. There's just something about them. I think they might want to get the Clippers on the schedule more. That's four straight against them. And, you know, who knows? JB might turn into a real splash brother next time. Dude, that's crazy because obviously Steph Curry's actually, I, I lost track of how many games he's actually hit. Nine three-pointers in a single yeah. game this season. And this just in there, girl. 39 for him. So, look, he was a story last night. And you and I were texting um, the first Utah game. I'm in my hotel room. You're watching it as well. We're watching Duke, uh, you know, play Gonzaga as well. And, you know, I... Man, that was a big win, I thought, for them against Utah. Devontae Graham hitting the game winner there as well. But really in this stretch, and this is nice to hear, huh, Andrew? Where they've won three of four, there's a player in particular that just... Okay, JV might be their best player. I Am I wrong to say their most important player could possibly be this guy? Josh, bounce feed to Herb. Double team. Lay it in! Reverse layup! Good! Abaka on his back. One more. Coffee. Left corner, Paul George, who has 17 in the first half. Lost it. Steal Herb Jones. Herb, racing into the front court. Gonna take on the entire team and lays it in. George got back, but Herb laid it in with a right hand. Andrew, how good is Herb Jones? Uh, Not second round pick. Good. That's for sure. Uh, the fact that he was available at 35, I think, speaks to the fact that nowadays we see players get, you know, get knocked for being four-year guys. Mm-hmm. And this was a guy who was the SEC Defensive Player of the Year, uh, a four-year guy, guards all positions. Even this year has guarded everybody from Trey Young to Julius Randle, um, has obviously held his own against Paul George. He has been very, very good. Uh, this year, I mean, I think if he doesn't get the concussion in the Phoenix game, mm-hmm. they probably win that game. Um, but it was funny as you were building that up, and you were talking about you know the most important player. Sure, the first guy in that first clip was the first name I thought of, and mm-hmm. that's Josh Hart. Yeah, because the way he has been playing this year uh, has really kind of stood out, and, and last night was a good example of that. Looked like he might have tweaked something in his in his leg in the first quarter when he went on a drive. Didn't land the right way. Okay, like, cool. Uh, and then he proceeds that he has a bad shooting night, which has been rare for him this year. He's actually been a very, very good shooter. He's over 40% three for most of the year. Uh, and then last night he just goes out and gets 12 rebounds, nine assists. Uh, I think he ends up getting a layup late, but... He was making an impact all over the place. And Brandon Ingram mentioned it post-game. He said, you know, we got our two junkyard dogs in Josh and Herb. And I think that both of those guys are are very important uh, moving forward. Once the big fella gets back, I think you want to have one of those two guys on the court uh, at all times to, to kind of set tempo and, and set pace on the other end of the floor, uh, whereas Josh is, Josh is just going to c- continue to pester you and be in your face and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, excuse me. And Herb just continues to make the right play. And I think that's the biggest thing uh, 
for for me that, that you can ask for out of a rookie is just continue to make the right play. Um, and, and, and I think that's why we see Herb getting so much time and maybe Trey still uh, still struggling to get back out there. And to your point, a lot of it, and, and they were showing some videos yesterday here as well, a lot of guys that cover the team, even the team, and Antonio Daniels saying it, he does it without the basketball. Where there was a play that was a right corner three by the Pels where he just ran from the right wing in the paint and then went to the top of the key to clear out space that allowed the driving kick for the three. It's things like that that stand out. You mentioned the B.I. bite. What I am um, what I look at the most is the IQ of the game that they have. On the, whether it's offensively or defensively, they know when to cut. Um, they know exactly the tendencies of the other guys on the offensive end. And, um, there's just good basketball players. You, you see Josh Hart almost had a double number assist tonight. Um, he had um, um, some rebounds on the board. You see her pushing the ball in transition and making the right play. So those guys are just being around the game, and, and they know how to play basketball. It's presented differently in their styles of game, Andrew, but I, I thought about this, and I just looked it up when I was talking to you about it, and it's kind of remarkable. Herb Jones reminds me of Draymond Green from this aspect of it. He's the communicator. He's the guy that he's kind of like the heart and soul of that Warriors team. He'll make that defensive play. He'll hit a three. Just it's that guy. Second round pick, 35th overall. Remind players or, or listeners where Herb Jones was picked. Uh, that would be second round pick, 35th overall. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It's weird to kind of think of it. All right. <laughs> I, I want to ask you this. I don't think I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm short of saying turn the page. But have the Pels started to show you things that would make me think they're starting to turn the page? I don't think we've turned the page yet, but I don't, they, I, they yeah, do I look don't, like they're playing better basketball. Am I wrong? No. I mean, they're 5-5 five and five in their last 10 games, obviously 3-1 and one in their last four. I think Willie has, has really found something with this, uh, this starting five. And I think in the last four games, uh, they have a, I'll take a, take a positive, like nine or 10 net rating as a starting group. They played a little bit more lineups together this year, but they're rolling right now. And I think that's very important for, for this team, um, to start finding a rhythm. I think what you're seeing right now is, you know, they, they experimented with different lineups. And what you see now is, Something that is going to work for uh, for Willie until Zion gets back. Um, you know, the starting group has 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 found its groove. I think Nikhil Alexander Walker has found his groove as a uh, as the sixth man. I mean, that was something that was kind of struggling. He was, you know, playing different roles and, and didn't have a lot. Right. He was a, a, a lot of different places, and I think for him to also find his, his spot has helped. I think last night was the first time since they went to him as the sixth man that he actually didn't score. Um, he didn't score in double figures, but he still w- was able to impact the game. And I think that's been the biggest thing is finding your ways. I mean, the guys like Tomas Adaranti and, and Garrett Temple still, you know, <sighs> probably not why, guys why, that should be why, playing 30 why, minutes at night. Why? And Andrew, why did you have to break? I, not guys it's not personal. Tonight, but it's okay not. It's not personal. Sadoransky doesn't need a play. I would like to see Trey Murphy get those minutes, but I understand why you do want you? more of that do, out there right now. Do you? 
I, 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 I'm trying to be nice. I'm just. I get. Uh, I get. That's all. I'll, I get it. And okay, you know what? You're right. Let's just twelve minutes a night is better go. than those guys playing thirty minutes a night. And I think yeah. Willie is starting to find. You got to remember, <laughs> Pels can be six and seventeen. This is still Willie's twenty third game as an NBA head yeah. coach. No, I I know, I know. Just so you know. he's trying to figure out what works, and I think you have something that you mm. can ride for mm. the next week or so, however long it takes until. And that's where we're going to wrap up, Andrew. I'm going to ask you, because I know Willie Green over the weekend said December 2nd, Thursday. That's their next practice. So we will see Zion practice on Thursday. So he's not going to play tomorrow against Dallas here at home. They do play at Dallas on Friday. Then I got a couple of games before they get back home against the Nuggets and such. How how many practice? Do you have any inclination whatsoever as to what do they need to see Thursday to then start remotely coming up with a timetable. I, I think they they want to get him a few. I think it will depend on how he looks. Um, it's going to depend on how he looks, how he takes these practices. Uh, you know, maybe it's it's one. I'm, I'm sorry, it won't be one. Let me say that it will not be he practices. Thursday, he looks fine, and then all of a sudden he's playing on the road uh, on Friday in Dallas. I would highly, highly, I would be very, very, very shocked if that was the scenario. Agree. Uh, I think they're gonna they're gonna let him practice, see how he feels, and then continue to go on from there. And I think that's gonna be the big key is for him to just continue to see how he feels, mm-hmm. try to get practice days in when you can, try to get uh, some time early in the day. Uh, early on game days where he can play against uh, some of these other guys on the roster. And I think once once that happens, then we'll really start to see, um, you know, a true timetable. Maybe it's one of those home games next week. You know, maybe uh, maybe it ends up getting pushed to that December 17th game against the Bucks that just happens to be on ESPN. Um, no, no plug there for whatever reason. But uh, <laughs> I think – I, I think you. I, I would think they want to do it at home. I don't think it's as important to do it at home, right? Uh, as it was the first one, but you know, at least you have sort of stabilized things now uh, going into this. So we know he's practicing Thursday, and as you mentioned, at Dallas on Friday, at Houston Sunday. Those are every other day. So yeah, I, I'm not. I'm. I'm not seeing that. But then they don't play again until Wednesday the eighth. So technically. Monday, Tuesday are days he can practice and witten some work in, and then you're home against Detroit on Friday. I, I'm going to hold out hope and say next week. I, I wouldn't surprise me. I think anything between next, you know, the the end of next week yeah. or uh, or the 17th after that road trip, you do have some time coming up here. If you fly back immediately after that Houston game, right? You know, you'd likely practice Monday, Tuesday. Right, and that's an hour uh, flight. So yeah, exactly. If you do, if you don't do it, you know, against Denver, you practice again on that that Thursday. So that's yep. now four practices before that Detroit game. Uh, I think that even San Antonio trip, you're going to San Antonio, and then maybe okay. I, I think they may be staying on that trip. They're, I think yeah. they're going to stay an extra day in San Antonio, mm-hmm. practice that Monday, fly to OKC. So there are times <clears throat> in which you can get there, but right. is it? Is it three practices? Is it five yep. practices? What is it? That's what we don't know yet. 
hopefully when we talk to Willie tomorrow, we'll, we'll get a better idea of what they want to do. All right, so what I just heard there is Andrew is betting Jordan's Christmas present that I'm giving him, and it's going to come from a liquor store. So you're you're going to either get or give Jordan's uh, Christmas present, because you said before, no, the latest, December 17th is what I heard out of your mouth, ESPN. That's, that's what I could say. <laughs> I could be wrong. Right. Yeah. That would be my guess. On the line, Jordan's Christmas cheer gift. Always, (laughs) always take Jordan's Christmas presents away from me. It's a good one. It's a good bourbon. I'm just letting you know. I I don't go cheap on the intern. I am. uh, What's best about this is I don't even drink. And I would. I would. Oh, well, there you go. (laughs) Well, well, but then you could re gift it, Andrew, to somebody. And then you would would really. Take some Jordan and just like send a picture of it all the time. Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate the time, buddy. No problem. <laughs> there he goes. Andrew Lopez covers your Pelicans right here on your home for Pelicans basketball. So uh, they take on Dallas tomorrow here at Dallas Friday at Houston Sunday. Practice day Monday, practice day Tuesday. Wednesday, host the Nuggets. Friday, the 10th, host Detroit. Sunday, the 12th at San Antonio. Wednesday, the 15th at Oklahoma City. Lots of practice days there. I'm with Andrew. If it's Friday, December 17th with Milwaukee in town, an 8 p.m. tip time, or is it 9? Yeah, it's got to be an 8 p.m. tip time. Yeah, it says 9 on ESPN. Goodness, that's a late tip time, central time. Um, He ain't playing there. Something happened. I mean, seriously. If he's not at least 15 to 10 minute minute restriction by that game, I mean, what? Let's get on the court here. Let's go. That's what I'm saying. But anyway, uh, I do think this, the Pels are starting to show you some signs that, again, once he comes in, this should be a team that competes every night. And you look up and down the NBA standings. I'm just telling you, look, there's two teams in the West. They're, they're in another level right now. The Warriors 18-2, and two, the Suns 17-3. and three. Jazz, the Pels split with them. 14 and 7. The Mavs, you're going to see them twice this week. Give me your opinion on them by the end of the week. They're 10 and 9. The Clippers, Pels have beaten them twice. They're 11 and 10 at the fifth spot. The T Wolves are 11 and 10. The Lakers are 11 and 11 at 7. At 8, it's Memphis 10 and 10. Denver, they're a pretty good team. 10 and 10. Portland with Dame, they're 10 and 11. Pels just got to. Six of four, seven of three, and a couple of ten game stretches, and they're absolutely in the playoff mix. Sports hangover continues next after this. One, two, three, four. Chef John Foles for Camellia Bay. The recipe for success starts with good people. The folks developing Camellia Bay, I've known them for 15 years, and they're good people who are generous and always giving back. Donating over $90 million to local charities. In just days after Hurricane Ida, they stepped up and led a million-dollar effort so North Shore families could have water, ice, and hot meals. They care, and they show it. Vote yes on Camellia Bay. Paid for by North Shore Winds. Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. 
Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. Welcome to a place where everyone deserves to be better protected, where technology has your back, where you can have better protection and keep more money in your pocket, where you can have protection for your car, your home, your phone, and even your digital identity. Welcome to a place where your entire life can be better protected. You're in good hands with Allstate. Allstate and affiliates offer products and services subject to availability, terms, and conditions. Today's pros need today's tools, and nobody understands that better than the Home Depot. Our app makes it simpler to get supplies ordered and delivered. Our online project calculators cut guesswork and last-second supply runs. Job site delivery puts what you need where and when you need it. And rental puts the right equipment in your hands, but not your overhead. That's how today's pros get more done. New tech, new tools, old-fashioned hard work. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Only one performance a day. Let's get this show on the road, eh? Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. He thought about it a few months ago when Scott Woodward, the AD, called him. Uh, And I think think he thought again. And the reason why he thought again is he he saw what James Franklin got at Penn State and Mel Tucker uh, at, at Michigan State, two coaches who are certainly not quite in his league yet. Uh, he saw the Lincoln-Riley move, and he said, you know what, I'm, I'm 60 years old. I don't have many moves left. I don't have any moves left, frankly, other than uh, the one on the phone right now with, with LSU, and I'm, I'm going to take it. And, and I, I think he, he was essentially saying, I can't win a national championship at Notre Dame. That may sound harsh to Irish fans all over this country, but it's a reality. They have not won a title since 1988, and, and I don't think they were going to, going to win one under Brian Kelly. And that's considering they were in the playoff last year and then what? They were sixth right now. And as I mentioned, out of the top six, four teams. I don't think, well, maybe, I think, let me double check. I think Oklahoma State is maybe in that. If that's the case, then all five. Before Notre Dame are going to be playing at a conference title game, let's see. Yep, Oklahoma State in the Big 12. You're right, because they beat Oklahoma. So Oklahoma State, which is five right now in the AP and coaches poll, they're in a conference title game. Alabama and Georgia, two teams in a conference title game. Houston at Cincinnati in a conference title game. And Michigan in the Big 10 title game. Notre Dame is sixth in both polls. The five teams above them are all in a conference title game. Two of them play each other. If Bama loses, deuces. They're out of the four. If Georgia loses, I still think they get a spot. If Michigan loses, they're gone. If Cincinnati loses, they're gone. Does Oklahoma State have the oomph to come... Back the week after they beat Oklahoma and beat Baylor. Because Oklahoma State, they're gone. Michigan, they beat finally Ohio State. Can they muster up the energy and beat Iowa? 
There's a very good chance, a very good chance, Notre Dame will be in the college football playoff and their head coach left. It's weird timing. Keyshawn this morning and then Lee. I can't wrap my head around. You have a chance. You're sitting at number six. You're 10-1. Anything, Michigan can get pounded by Iowa. Okay. Georgia could just run muck on Alabama. Well, just Michigan can just lose. In Houston, all of a sudden, in a triple overtime, beat Cincinnati. And Notre Dame is in the college football playoffs. And I took a job at LSU. That's why I'm like, that was, there's your chance. You want to win a national championship so bad? There you go. But he probably got squeezed by LSU. Meaning. Now or never. Now or never. Mm-hmm. That's kind of now or never, you know? I mean, it had to. And again, that's why we talked yesterday with Wilson Alexander. The timing, December 15th, the first uh, recruiting period. It has opened the early signing period. That's crazy, though. Think about it. I, I, there's a very good chance they're going to be in the playoff. And, and they're 11-1, Keyshawn, not 10-1. Lee, what you got, man? What do we make of this hire? Hello, Lee. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you now. What's up, man? Hey. Yeah, I, I just wanted to counter what UT Joe was saying. All the arguments he was making about Brian Kelly – I could make those same arguments as why he took the LSU job. He's like, well, um, he didn't have the talent up, up, up in Notre Dame to, to win and all of this and that and other. Well, at LSU, he's going to have the talent. But, so that, that checks that box right there. So that, that destroys that argument. I mean, do we need to, do we really need to, to go into why LSU get all the talent versus everybody else over the SEC in general? Notre Dame get, they get talent too, but I'm I'm thinking there's certain standards or or whatever. They might not get all of the talent, but LSU has more of a more of a talent pool to pull from. And if he can, Brian Kelly could just put a fence around Louisiana. He's got it in the bag. And one of the other callers after that said that the reason, um, the, another reason is because now that quarterback commitment is probably going to be legit. I mean. You know he's going to be ironclad. In other words, he's not going to decommit because Ozron's out. And I get, I get all of that. I get those arguments, but I'm saying all that to say this: the arguments he was making, Gus. I just the counter to it is that's why he took the LSU job because he, he'll win it. He'll win in that. He'll win in that with these guys. And team, if he if he live out his contract, they'll get at least one natty. I'm going to tell you right now, he'll get at least one if he. If he manages to live out the contract that LSU's offering him, he'll get one. Okay, that's period. And uh, oh, I wanted to comment on the last twenty-four hours in sports, man. Whatever <laughs> Jonas Valanciunas was right. drinking, yeah. Whatever he was drinking, yeah. they need to keep filling his cup with it because mm-hmm. that cat. If, if if he do like that, man, if he could just shoot, shoot half, you don't have to go seven for seven. Go four or seven. Go five of eight. Do those things as a as a big man like that. If he does that on a consistent basis, forget about it. I'm telling you, Zion needs to hurry up and get healthy because the way where I'm what I'm seeing right now is the fact that this team right now they're building something, right? They're building something, and when if he come back, you don't want him to like upset what they're building, not intentionally, but 
the fact mm-hmm. that he hasn't been part of it, you don't want him to regress a little bit trying to adjust to his style of play. I'm just hoping that he has enough uh, enough uh, wherewithal and enough thought to say, you know what, I need to integrate to what these guys are doing because now they're starting to play some ball. Let me not be the focus the focus of everything. Let me get in here and be a teammate right now. That's what we need from Zion. We need him to come in and be a teammate, mm-hmm. do what he do in the paint, but be a teammate so that way the, the chemistry that the guy's building right now, and I see it, it's clear, they are building a chemistry. Whatever they, whatever Willie Green, the formula he come up with looked like this formula might work. Yep. Stay at it, and then when Zion come back, integrate into what they're doing. Don't have them change everything around just to just to uh, you know get to where to to appease you. In other words, assimilate to what the team is doing, and you'll get yours regardless. Just you know, for the good of the team, just come in and be a part of what they're doing. I'm not telling you to be a sixth man. No, just just get in and do what you know. Um, I'm just trying to figure out who you who's your starting five once he come back. Mm-hmm. Who you taking off the Who you taking off the court to come off the bench? Will it be Herb Jones? Who you know that would be another question. Who Who we gonna take off the uh, off the uh, court for Zion? I don't know if you can pull Herb Jones off. No, exactly, exactly. So who are you pulling off? Okay? That's my question. <laughs> I, I don't know you can pull him off. I, I, I you know and again I think it's Graham Jones Zion BI Valley. I mean I you know Jonas. I, I just that that's my five. I got to go with that five. I got to go with that five. And I know I know with Jones you're not getting get maybe those points but you're going to get 20 to 25 with with Zion, right? And I just think Jones's basketball IQ is what you need around those other guys. That that would just be me. That that that's what I would like this, I, you just can't pull the Herbert Jones off the floor. Yeah, no, I agree, man. I agree. We just got lightning in the bottle right there. That was a hell of a second round pick. I mean, I love you know Trey Murphy. He's a rookie. You know he's doing. He's gonna probably be great. And this is no shade at him. This is none at him. But man, a Herb Jones, he is not right now mm-hmm. because Herb Jones is making a difference on this team. Uh, Trey Murphy can get hot, he can get streaky, he can shoot. He can come off the bench and do that. But like you said, that defense and the understanding of the game that he has already, I think that speaks a lot to him being a, what, a four-year senior? I mean, staying in college all that time, getting his game refined. I right. think he he's a poster child for a coach who, like like uh, uh, Will Wade with Efton Reed and all these other guys right. he's got right now. Hey, point and look at her. Look what Herb's doing in the in the pro level right now, but he stayed in school and honed in his craft. Yep. You know that could be a pitch that 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 he gives to Efton Reed to get him to to stay. I hope he's not a one and done because he's another guy. Late, I got to run. I got to run. Straight. Coach Frank Selfo just buzzed in, man. I got to uh, get to that one. But yeah, no, like you make a good point. It'll be interesting to see. Be nice to split one of these two games against Dallas, especially pick up the one at home here in front of the home folks. Lee, thank you for your phone call, man. Appreciate it. Quick break. We come back. Head coach Frank Selfo of your Southeastern Lions. I got a playoff game this weekend. They just played one. They won it. They have advanced. We'll talk to the head coach next on ESPN New Orleans. It's the Black Friday sales event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. 
Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams, long-lasting new pickups, or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Offshore workers are among the most important members of the Gulf Coast workforce. When a person working offshore or on a vessel is injured, the effects on their family can be devastating. At the King Firm, we are proud to have experience with these types of cases and make it a priority to see that our clients receive just compensation and are treated fairly. If you've been injured, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. Ring the King at 504-909-KING or 888-241-8766. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Only Wendy's serves a better breakfast with a better biscuit. Our hot buttery breakfast biscuits are loaded with a fresh cracked egg, cheese, and your choice of bacon or sausage. And right now at Wendy's, they're only a buck each. Wendy's breakfast biscuits, just a dollar. So don't take a chance with those other guys. Bet your buck on a better breakfast with Wendy's bacon or sausage egg and cheese biscuit. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Limited time only during breakfast hours. U.S. price of participation may vary. Limit five qualifying items per transaction. Not valid in a combo. Excludes honey butter chicken biscuit. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengap. Head coach Frank Selfo has been joining us on Tuesdays at this time to talk about his Lions Southeastern football into the second round of the playoffs as uh, they won back on Saturday against Florida A&M 38-14. Coach, good afternoon. How are you? Gus, I'm doing great, man. Get ready for this next game. All right, so tell us a little bit, man, of what stood out to you in, in the home win over there at Strawberry Stadium. Well, I think a couple of things. One, uh, defensively, we challenged our team after uh, the final regular season game, especially defensively, to play more physical, uh, play more aggressive on the line of scrimmage, control the line of scrimmage. And uh, we felt like we had to get Florida A&M and, uh, uh, you know, make them one-dimensional. And they did. We controlled the line of scrimmage. In fact, dominated the line of scrimmage and uh, kept them uh, under 100 yards in the first half and really about 130 and shut them out through three quarters. And uh, that that was the part that was the most, I, I guess, for me, pleasing for our team to be able to step up and do that when challenged. And then, uh, you know, so it, it allowed us to do the things we needed to do. You know, we're going into fourth quarter. They, I think they finally scored with five and a half minutes left, but it was 38 nothing by then. And, uh, you know, I felt like our team was really in a good position. When you look at it, Coach, one of the things that really stood out in that win really is um, – the, the, I guess it's uh, the old just say like, the team came to play. Like you, you got contributions all the way around. Would you say that? We did. We had, you know, defensively we played well, right? And, and that was everybody. We played well up front. Um, but to stop the run, we, we, we had to commit another guy to the box, which means our secondary was putting uh, one-on-one situations the majority of the first half and really the game. And they came through for us. I mean, Jack Henderson had a big pick. Blaine Delahousie had a couple of. PBU, so did Zy Alexander, Sterling Fisher. 
Donnell Ward-McGee, I think our secondary played really well in matchup situations, and that allowed us to do what we did, uh, do what we needed to do against the run, you know, which was commit another backer to the box. I think one of the things, Coach, as well, that you like in these playoffs, too, is um, I, I think teams that have sort of been through – you know, I wouldn't say the ringer, but you have experience. You have a team that's sort of been through pretty much everything during this regular season. You know, you never want to, I guess, have that moment be too big. And I, I didn't think that that team looked like that. No, it wasn't. You know, and I, I've said this all along this year, the adversity that we've been through between, you know, COVID, uh, having the fall season pulled from us in 2020, going through spring like we did, uh, picking up a game with, you know, right in the last week, going up to Southern Illinois and traveling up there and gaining that experience. Uh, then Ida hits, and, you know, we're gone for so long, playing so many games on the road, coming back here, no electricity. You know, the same thing everybody else went through. But on top of that, we had class and weights and practice and games. And, uh, you know, for our guys to overcome those things throughout the course of the year and put themselves in a position to, one, you know, grab a playoff spot. There was only 24 teams that were selected. We were one of, you know, there's 128 teams. We were one of 24, and now we're one of 16. So to put us in that position, I mean, it, it's really uh, it, I, 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 remarkable. I, I think our guys have really done a good job handling the all sorts of adversity. Mm-hmm. So, Coach, when you take a look at number three, James Madison, what, what, um, what stands out to you about them? Well, I, I, obviously, I, I think it's the most complete team we've played all year, maybe in the last couple of years. They, they uh, offense, defense, special teams, they're just really good. They're, you know, third seed, they probably could have been the second seed easily. Uh, they've had, they got one loss to Villanova on the road by one point. Uh, I think their quarterback, really, uh, you know, his numbers, uh, I, Cole's got remarkable numbers and should be player of the year again. Uh, but their quarterback has some mind-boggling numbers also. He takes care of the football, good decision-maker. And uh, I, and I think defensively, their front seven is uh, second to anyone we played this year, including Louisiana Tech. I, they've just done a good job uh, with the personnel that they have, and then they play really hard. So it's, it's going to be quite a challenge for us up there on the road. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, at the same time, that's, that, I mean, that's why you play these games. That's why you come here. We want you to come to Southeast so we can travel and to these places and uh, play these games, and, and and it'd be so critical. Coach, you know, along those lines, too, you, you've also had that opportunity where you've been on the road a ton, right? I mean, it, it was almost, what, mid-October until you finally had a home game? Did you guys feel comfortable on the road? Yeah, we kind of got the routine down, Gus. You know, kind of, they figured out what, you know, how to handle everything. So it, it's, uh, there's nothing's going to surprise us. I can tell you that we've been uh, we've been through a lot of hotels this last few months. But uh, I, I, I'm again, it's the way you know. Sometimes guys don't handle things right, and uh, our, our team has shown some maturity and uh, the ability to overcome things. And really, it doesn't matter where we play. This game won't be decided because we're playing at James Madison. This game will be decided by the eleven guys that are on the field, each and every snap on both sides of the ball, and uh, that, that's how it's going to go. It, 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 the crowd's not going to have a factor. The the road game's not going to have a factor. That's not going to happen because we've been through too much before, so that's just be an excuse. It's going to be decided by those 11 guys on the field. I was going to say that that's probably that's what makes sense, so I'll ask you this. What what would you say will be something that I need to pay attention to when the game gets going here? Keys to the game. Uh, line of scrimmage. 
the line of scrimmage is going to be huge, you know, on both sides of the ball. Uh, the ability to stop the run against them, uh, they're really, really good doing that. And then uh, us having the ability to run the football at times and uh, protect. So I, I think the line of scrimmage is going to be key, our offensive line versus their defensive line and then vice versa. Uh, and you go, well, that's always the same. Well, sometimes it is, sometimes not. Sometimes it's about matchups and, uh, you know, receiving core and things like that. But I really believe this will come down to the line of scrimmage and the physicality on both sides of the ball. Head Coach Frank Selfo of the Southeastern Lions, always appreciate the time, sir. I know you're busy. You have a playoff game to get to and always enjoy communicating and chatting about your football team, though. Yeah, Gus, I, I got a feeling when we're not in the playoffs anymore, you won't want to talk. So I no, that's not true. No, no. You see, look, you gave us you gave us suggestions on to get ready for games. You, you, you literally told us how to go about the day. If you get my drift, you know how to get ready for the game and amped up. So, no, I mean, look, you're more than welcome Absolutely. to hang out with us on Tuesdays. If you need me to come by and give a lecture or something like that to the staff, I'm more than welcome to stop by and give a talk. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Tuesdays, 145 is yours. So, if you just feel like calling in, it's always going to be open for you. You awesome, man. I appreciate you guys so much. And uh, let's let's pick one up on the road and then uh, come back and let's talk about the next game next week, man. Let's do that for sure, man. Regardless, we'll talk to you next Tuesday. All right, thank you, Coach. Good luck and go get another win. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Sure. As always, you want to go check them out online, lionsports.net. And it's over on Twitter at lineupfootballfb. All right, quick break. When we come back, we will touch on everything throughout the day here. 2.30 is when Brian Kelly is set to land in Baton Rouge. Eric Alexander's our next and only guest left at 2.15. Former Tiger won a national champion. I'll ask him, it's part of LSU Game Day Live each and every weekend over on your view. How does he feel about the new hire? How do you feel, Tiger fans? Also, Saints wrapping up their week of practice as well as Taysom Hill's taking snaps as quarterback number one. How do you feel about that? And the Pelicans getting a nice win over the Clippers yesterday. Jonas Valanciunas getting seven three-pointers in that game, 39 points. They've won three of four. Zion set the practice for the first time with the team Thursday, like fully. They play Dallas tomorrow at Dallas on Friday, host the Mavs tomorrow. Then next Wednesday, it's the Nuggets. Pistons next Friday, because could, could that be? One of the two games that Zion finally plays this season. We'll talk about that more when we come back in hour three on the Sports Hangover in ESPN New Orleans. Now it's Central. And the southern Central break. I keep on pushing my mind.